Oh, Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship, oh God. We thank you for this time to get closer to you, oh Lord. We thank you for uh, being able to gather in your name, oh Lord. Your word says two or three gathering in your name. There you are among them, oh Lord. We ask for your presence. We ask to have deeper understanding of who you are and how to walk with you, oh Lord. We, we ask for eyes to see and ears to hear, oh Father. We, 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 we take out the earwax of, of, of Satan that would keep us from hearing from you, O oh Father. We pray for deeper understanding, deeper revelations, deeper impressions of your word, O oh Father. We we pray that we pray that we can we pray for feeling your presence amongst us, O oh Lord. We ask that you give us deeper downloads of who you are and what you stand for, O oh Father. We ask that the word will be clear. We pray for clarity, Lord, and deep understanding, Lord. We pray that the word will not be taken away from us, that we will continue to meditate it all throughout the day and all the way until the next Bible study, Lord. Let it continue to um, remain within our hearts, O oh Lord, and, and be on the front of our soul, O oh Father. We pray that um, we pray that it will bring everybody that is in this room and not in this room closer, every voice that hears the Bible study, that it will bring them closer to you, O oh Father. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. All right, tell us where we're going. Yeah, the song. Is it? Is there a verse? Oh, I thought you said a song. No, the book of Psalms. We'll go in the first. Okay. Everybody go in the Proverbs. Don't read it yet. Tell us what we're going. Okay. Proverbs 13, verse 3. On, on, on 3, we're going to say, open it up, and then we're going to say hallelujah. 1, 2, 3. Hallelujah. Proverbs where? Uh, um, 13, verse 3. 13, verse 3. We'll wait for everybody to get there. 13, verse 3. Am I reading it? Yeah. You could be picked it. But you got to wait till everybody get there. Do you have a pen? I do. Okay, yes, you can. Got it, say got it. If you don't got it, say don't got it. Okay. Have a seat, man. Is every oh give you a second. Proverbs thirteen verse three. Verse 3. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. good. Ready? We'll wait for him, and then we'll go. Why'd you pick this one? Because um, oftentimes I can run my mouth trying to be funny around friends, and oftentimes like, it could be something that's very out of pocket that I say, and I only realize it after the fact. So if I take the time to think before I speak, 
value the words that I said, but um, realize that they're pretty, from my words, would be better. That's good. There's a proverb that goes, even a fool is considered wise until he opens his mouth. So, you know, to add on to what you said. Um, Jay, what'd you feel about that one? I think it's just reminding you to watch what you say and to be mindful that your words speak power and that what what comes out of your mouth is basically like a manifestation. It's just reminding you to speak kindly and basically just speaking the way God would want you to speak. Okay. You got our songs? All right. Talk to me. Um, you can from Psalms 27 1. 27 1. When you got it, say you got it. When you don't, when you, uh, blah, blah. When you got it, say you got it. Yo. Yep, that's what she said. 27 verse 1. We're in Psalms, sir. Let me get a chance. What's up, man? look at this I think um, I was reading in Matthew yesterday and it was talking about um, don't fear the don't fear who can harm the body fear who can um, destroy the soul and the body so when it says of whom it says the Lord is my light and my salvation who shall I fear who sh- whom shall I fear so who should I fear other than God like who am I afraid of you know what I'm saying exactly um, what do you think about that, Taylor? Chapter 3, 
But first, we're going to reflect on, or no, two. We're going to reflect on one. So who can tell me what we learned in John chapter one that was there last time? What can you pull apart that you see? Jade. <laughs> and you don't have to say all of them. You could just pick yeah, pick out whatever you look speaks out to you. Um a verse that stuck out from last week is John chapter one, verse thirty four, which says, I have I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. Mm-hmm. And this was basically in this story, John was walking completely by faith before Jesus got to earth. Like he had never seen him. Nobody really believed him, but he he was basically trying to tell people about God's power and about Jesus before he even got to earth. Mm-hmm. And so when he finally did get to earth, he basically like was showing him off like see I haven't been lying he really is like a real person okay okay Faith what'd you pull out from last time Jews sit the priest um, to go talk to him and he was like I'm not the Christ and he was like I'm the one who paves the way for the Christ for the Christ um, what stuck out to me is when um, they kept saying he was the Lamb of God they kept saying behold the Lamb of God you know that stuck out to me um, and what stuck out to me about that is um, you know God gave up his only begotten son and it, it mirrors when um, when Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac in full obedience. Even though he didn't want to do it, he was going to do it anyway. Jesus was willing to sacrifice. Jesus was willing to do God's will under um, no matter what. So him, him being the, la- the Lamb of God, the Lamb is the highest um, animal for sacrifice. So them calling that is the highest, you know, the highest esteem. So that's why that stuck out to me. Uh, and in the old covenant, they used to sacrifice animals in order to atone for their sin. So that's why God was like, "We need a new covenant because all this lamb blood ain't enough. Y'all, gotta, y'all doing too much sinning. You gotta, you gotta sacrifice more." So, yeah. Um, what stuck out to you last time, Taylor? Uh, this is what stuck out to me. John was just talking about Jesus saying, like, I think they were thinking he was the Messiah. Mm-hmm. So he was just trying to explain to them, like, no, like, there's somebody that they're coming after yeah. me, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what he had to bring out to me. Okay, okay. What about you, Jordan?
Yeah, you're talking about when um, when um, Nathaniel was like, "Can anything come out? Can anything good come out of Nazareth?" And um, Philip brought Nathaniel to Jesus, and Jesus was like, "Behold, an Israelite indeed." And Nathaniel was like, "How you know who I am?" Jesus was like, "I saw you under the fig tree," and all, that's all he needed. That's all Nathaniel needed to know to say that he was the Son of God. And then Jesus was like. Hey, just be—you just, believe just because of that, man? You're gonna be seeing angels descending up and down through heaven because of your faith. So he gave him that grace because of that. So, okay. Faith, go ahead and start us off. We gonna read. You gonna read from one to. Oh no, chapter two, one through uh, twelve. Capernaum. Capernaum, with his mother and brothers and his disciples. There they stayed for a few days. Okay. What did you take away from that? And we're in um, John chapter 2. Um, we just finished 12. That's where we at. Okay. I saw this movie. I don't know what it was called, but it was a movie about this chapter. Mm-hmm. And for this book of John. And they had a little bit of more description about this. I don't think maybe it was my version, but um, mm-hmm. what I took away was, of course, how powerful Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And it says this is the first of his miraculous signs. Yeah. This is the first one he did. Mm-hmm. What stuck out to me in my version, it says, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? I'm like, uh, that's uh, uh, verse 4. He says, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? He talking to his mama like that. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I would never say something like that. That's crazy, yo. But uh, I mean, who you go? You who you go tell God? He can't say that. I was just like, whoa, that that's crazy. Uh, that stuck out to me. What stuck out to you, guys? Uh, overall, uh, I usually. Example 
even though he said, "Woman, what does your concern have to do with me?" He still did what she she did. She still he still did what she asked. So. <laughs> okay, who you want to read next? Okay. Oh yeah, if you if anybody else got anything to add, hop in. But go ahead. Um, you talking about verse 11, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in my version it says, This beginning of size Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, but um, you got to have eyes to see and ears to hear. So not just hearing, but seeing, seeing the, seeing um, what God, seeing what God is capable of gave them stronger faith and belief in him it's like you seeing bro make more wine out of water you like man put me on that crucifixion i'm with him like i'm with him till the end like so um and um the and my and it also says manifested his glory so um we know that he lives within us but he can he's omnipresent he's um he can he can be uh however he sees fit so he in this way he manifested his power through turning this water into wine. That was a way he showed how power, he showed it. he's God. Cuz only God could do something like that. You get what I'm saying? So because he manifested his glory, because he manifested his glory that way, the disciples was like, I knew he was the son of God. I knew he was lamb of God, but he strengthened in my faith by seeing you doing this. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Does that answer your question? Okay, good. You got next. We are in John chapter 2, verse 13. Yes, sir. Lauren? Lauren. Okay, Lauren. Zeal. Zeal for your house will consume me. Then the Jews demand of him, What miracle sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Yeah, read until 21, sorry. Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and I will rise again in three days. The Jews replied, It has taken 46 years to build this temple. And you are going to raise it in three days. But the temple had the temple he had spoken of was his body. Uh twenty-three, my fault, my fault. Keep going, After keep going. He was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Now while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many people saw the miracle signs he was doing and believed in his name. Okay. What'd you take away from that?
destroy this temple and in three days yeah. I will raise it up. Yeah, basically when they question it so it took this long to um for us to build a fucking um building because basically it's like question because he has some people rise and then three days he can build the temple. Do you want the money? Um what stuck out to me is in the word it tells us be angry and sin not, but you see, um in six oh in 15 through 16 when he had made a whip of cords he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxes and the oxen and poured out the changers money and overturned the tables and he said to those who sold doves take these things away do not make my father's house a house of merchandise and that's got an exclamation point at the end so he getting them out the temple flipping over tables he causing a whole scene in there uh, but what he he's not he's not acting on sinful anger. He's acting on what the Holy Spirit told him to do. He's acting on what God told him to do. He's not acting on his own on his own will. He's acting on God's will. So he's not angrily sinning. He's willingly obeying to God. So there's a way we can willfully obey to God and not be committing anger sin, right? And he he making a scene because these people are sinning in God's house. So. Holy Spirit said, handle that. He said, I bet. So he handled that. Um, also, what sticks out to me is the Jews questioning, and it was like, show us your power. And he like, destroy this temple, and I'll show you my power. And they're not going to they destroy the temple. So, um, that sticks out to me. It's like, y'all asked for, ask for his power, but then when he offered to show y'all, y'all don't want to do it. So that sticks out to me. Um, what stuck out to you, Jeremiah? Um, I mean, you kind of already went over it. When I was first reading John chapter 2, my question was, he said not to be angry, but it's almost as if he acted out of anger. Yeah. When you were 14, yeah. he wasn't acting out of simple anger, more of him listening to what God's commanded was, mm -hmm. God, what God was telling him to do. That was my real takeaway from chapter 2. Mostly. Okay. Uh, what do you take away, Jim? all the doves everybody could have got got like with one snap of the finger but he was like i'm just gonna flip this i'm just gonna flip this table and that's enough for everybody to run out the temple they like oh they running out the temple so that's that's a good point to pull out that he held back a lot of what he could have given them um uh who you want to read next you want to yeah you, you read last Anybody, anybody. And whoever reads next, I want you to read 23 through 25. Okay. Okay. 
stuck out to me is when it says but Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men he knew um, it says that um, in the word that he knows our heart and it says the heart is desperately wicked that's what he says about our heart so he knows their heart so he he knew um, he knew how they truly felt you know what I'm saying that stuck out to me stuck out to you Ezra what I said said he didn't commit himself to them because if he would have committed himself to them they might they would probably they would have probably said and they followed him and they gave their life to him you know something like that so that's what i think about that
Yeah, in order to be saved, our, our mind must be renewed and our and our heart must be renewed. Our heart must soften. Our our, our heart has to be open to um, to serving God. Because our heart before was very was very um, like a stone. It was it was hard. It was unable to hear the gospel. It was unable to walk with obedience to God. But when we choose to okay, God, I'm willing to give my life to you. Then the heart becomes softened and it's easier to mold into the shape of God. That's why we ask God every day, can how do I become more like you? How do I mirror your image? You ask God, He continues to prune and mold you to be more like Him. So good thing to point out. Who do you want to be next? Anybody? Mm-hmm. And you read in um, chapter three. So you're starting us off in chapter three. Well, who you think, Taylor? Yeah, Taylor, go ahead, nah. One through, oh, you got a lot. One through 20. Yeah. Turn me up. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, mm-hmm. who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, we must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. What spoke out to you? Um, basically, what really spoke out to me, to be honest, was Nicodemus not understanding Mm-hmm. what Jesus was talking about. So I think it was 
It says that he is the teacher of Israel. It didn't say he's one of. It says he is the teacher of Israel. That's pretty important. And he don't know this stuff. So it's like, how are you the teacher of Israel? So it's, it's given that he's like teaching the people false yeah, stuff. Not stuff. Not enough stuff. Yeah. So that's what it's like. That's what I got to you. Um, Jeremiah, what's that got to you? Uh, Specifically, verses 19 to 21. I just think about how the world operates as a whole, and how most of the time something bad happens. You're, you'll know about that first before something good happens. So I just think about that when I hear that verse, those verses. Mm-hmm. The world will always focus, bring attention to the things, the negative things that happen, but never the good. You'll never hear about the positive things that go on, just the bad. And if you do hear about the good, the bad came first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's, let's go through it. So let's look at um, let's look at three first. It says, "Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God." What did John the Baptist say in one? He said, "It ain't enough to be." He said, "You know, I'm baptizing in water in the Jordan River, but he somebody's gonna come after me who's gonna baptize with fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit." So it's not enough to just be baptized in water. We gotta be baptized in the Spirit. It's got to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what that's what has to happen in order to be saved. It says, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It's not enough to be thrown in the water. you got to be baptized in the Spirit as well. So that's what stuck out to me. Let's look at five. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So when you swipe when you swipe your card trying to go into heaven, it's going to say decline every time until you are baptized with the Spirit and the water. You know what I'm saying? So that stuck out to me. Um, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So um, in Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the flesh is destruction. So the fruit of the flesh is sin, and sin leads to destruction. The wages of sin is death. So the flesh reaps death. But the Holy Spirit reaps spirit. God is the father of all spirits. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Anybody confused? No? Everybody good? Um. What else do I want to point out? Nicodemus like, how can a man be born when he old? That's funny. Um. We look at 10, he called him out, like how you said, are you the teacher, aren't you the teacher, he said, aren't you the teacher of Israel, and you don't know these things? Um, he says, if I have told you earthly things, and you not, and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? So, to God, this is just, this is something basic, this is something on the earth, this is something you should know in the earth, and he said, if you can't even handle this, um, how you gonna handle deeper revelations I have for you? So important. Um, uh, obviously, sixteen and seventeen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. So that tells us um, God sent His only Son. Um, Whoever chooses to believe in him, not just 
you know, how we saw earlier, they give praise, they give honor, but God hears their heart, and he like, nah, y'all don't really mean it for real. But truthfully, with your whole heart, God, I'm surrendering, I'm giving my whole life to you, for real. And he hears your heart, and he like, I got you. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that sticks out to me. And then also, 17, it says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that through the world through him might be saved so that tells us god desires every single person on this planet to be saved and he did this purposely so everyone has an opportunity you can't say you didn't have an opportunity the word says my people perish for a lack of knowledge so it's our job as people who believe in christ to spread the word of god the good news that's why it's called the good news because it's the good news of um being saved and um in salvation so we, it's our it's not it's not even up for negotiation that's what we're supposed to do as believers we're supposed to share the good news of God so um, yeah go ahead
evil spirit, yeah. right? But then you have those people who flock to you kind of like moms because they see the light inside of you and they're like, hmm, there's something about this person that really sticks out. I don't know what it is, but they're attracted to you. So I, I just want to say that to just kind of think about that. Like since you are the light of the world, sitting in the hilltops because you have Jesus inside of you, think about those people in your life who like flock to you because some people you're like, oh my gosh, they always want to talk to me, they always want to talk to me. Maybe they're just trying to reach the Jesus inside of you. And then the, the people who always run away just let them run away because they're kind of bunches. So yeah. Okay. Um, I would say um, off what you said, um, the word says, let your light shine to glorify your Father in heaven. So it's our job to um, walk in good standing with God. So when they see us, they see they see, uh, they see, see God. They're like, man, how do I be like you? How do I, what, what you got going on, man? You you always just so joyful. You so full of peace. Like, you you telling me all these problems in your life, but you, you smiling. Like, what's, you okay? Like, they looking at you like you crazy trying to figure out what's wrong with you. You know, that's because you got the joy of the Lord in you. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, it says, confess your sins to the brethren and you will be restored. That's scripture. So you keeping your keeping your sins away is equivalent to um, men who have um, ran away from the light into darkness. It said that it says in for every 20 for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed deeds meaning sins so we confess our sins to the brethren not even for uh don't even think about embarrassment or this that they're gonna judge me for it blah 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 blah. you need to confess so they can restore you so they so your brethren can go in prayer and god restore this man boom it's already it's already been done you know what i'm saying you gotta you can't keep your sins hidden away from who's the people who are in christ Okay, so think about that. Um, mm -mm. Also, um, what you said, Old Testament reflects New Testament. In Old Testament, when Adam and Eve ate the apple, God was like, where you at, Adam? And Adam was like, hiding. Just like how men hide when they've sinned. When, 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 when men have sinned, they'll hide away from their leaders. They'll hide away from the brethren. It'll be radio silent. you like... Where they at? Where you been at? You know, what's going on with you? They'll start disappearing from Bible study, disappearing from the meetings, disappearing from whatever's going on because they know they sin and they feel the weight of their sin. They feel the conviction. But you got to confess that because it's, 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 it's worse for you to hold on to it than to let it go. Because you let it go, you restore it. It's already been said. You restored. As soon as you let it go, it's been restored. You've been restored as a first class citizen in heaven. That's scripture. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, and how you said, um, as Moses lifted up the serpent, God was lifted up on the cross when he died on the cross. He was lifted up on the cross that same way. So think about that. That's good. I'm glad you brought that up. All right. Who read last? Who, who read last? Was that you? Okay. Give me 20. Uh, give me who you want. And whoever goes next got 22 through 36. Anybody. Pick that back row back there. Pick one of them from the back row. Pick on them. Okay. Yeah, pick anybody. Back there. I'm sorry. Oh, you picked her? Yeah. What's your name? Um, my name is Erica. Erica? You don't have to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. You don't want to? Okay, I'm going to pick. Jalen, you read that. <laughs> 
Twenty-two through thirty-six. Hit me. After these things came Jesus and his disciples into the land of Judea, and there he tarried with them and baptized. And John also was baptizing in Anion near Jerusalem, because there was much water there, and they came and were baptized. For John was not yet cast into prison. And there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi. He that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness. Behold, the same baptizer, and all men come to him. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing, except to be given him to heaven. You yourself bear me witness, that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. He that is the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth in hearing him, rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. For what he hath seen and heard, that he testified, and no man receiveth his testimony. He that received his testimony was set to seal that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God gives not the spirit I measured unto him. The Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hand. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. Okay. What stuck out to you, my boy? A few points. Mostly, I like how he was comparing himself to basically the best man at a wedding. It's like his role, we already know our relationship with Christ is like we're the wife basically compared to him and he's our leader he's our God and since we're of the earth we only know earthly things we don't truly know what resides in heaven because we have to see it and our job is to basically spread as much as we can and put firm belief and firm loyalty through Christ mm -hmm. and, and basically solidifies that point by saying you're not believing the son who literally has already been in heaven He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides in him. So right there, God says, um, the life we, we call this life, but this ain't life. In God's eyes, everlasting life is after this. Because it says, who does not believe the Son shall not see life. You won't see life if you don't believe in God. So that sticks out to me. Also, um, the word says faith without works is dead. So we can't pay our way to heaven. We can't work our way to heaven. It's not, there's not enough labor to cover our, um, all our sins so we can go to heaven. However, we live according to what we believe. So um, your character, how you carry yourself, how you, how you treat other people, how you, how you are there where you're, where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. You are doing the work of God. You're doing all these things aligns with your belief because if you believe you move like how you believe if i believe i'm a bodybuilder then i would move like i'm a bodybuilder i'd be in the gym all the time i'd probably be taking the droids you know all that stuff if i believe that i'm a vegan what would i do i would stop eating meat right 
So according, according to, if I say I'm a child of God, if I say I'm a man of God, if I say I'm an excellent disciple, if I say I believe in God, then I move like I believe in God. Somebody shouldn't come up to my life and be like, didn't I see you at, didn't I see you at, nah, I definitely saw you at, what you at? Feel what I'm saying? There should be no contrast. Who you are in the darkness, when it's just you and God, should reflect who you are in public. Amongst all the people. Get what I'm saying? Everybody get it? Um, what you get from it, Ezra? Um, what specifically stood out to me was verse 29. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. And that, and that reminds me of uh, where our focus should lie. Our focus should lie on... Uh, hearing the voice of God, him being the bridegroom, him, uh, knowing his voice, hearing him, uh, receiving what he's got for us, because uh, a lot of times people often equate uh, material things, material goods to blessings and happiness when Jesus, uh, Jesus' joy came from knowing his father and hearing his voice, so that shows us where our priority should be. Gotcha. Another thing that sticks out from that is um, in Scripture it says that we are the we are the wife and God is our groom. So um, John is supposed to be paving the way for the Lord. So he like the what the best man like how you said or no you said you said that was you yeah yeah. So he rejoicing because um, people there are there are new marriages being made. That's what he's saying. New marriages are being made. New people are giving their life to Christ. And he's rejoicing because he said, he was talking all this time. He was like, uh, I'm paving the way. I'm paving the way. I'm paving the way. God chose a normal man. That's what we talked about last Bible study. This man, um, just a normal dude, who wasn't no, no nobody significant, but he became John the Baptist. He is such an important person now. But God, like we talked about last Bible study, God will use somebody like um like Moses and he'll use somebody like a regular guy like John but now his name is John the Baptist you get what I'm saying so don't think you can't be used by the kingdom and it says therefore his joy is fulfilled because this is what he's been saying this is what he's been saying for we could assume probably decades he's probably been saying the same thing like yo I'm baptizing in the water there's somebody coming who's going to be baptizing in fire in fire I'm just I'm I'm not even worthy to carry his shoes. That's what he's saying. So his joy is being fulfilled, you know what I'm saying? He like there he is, behold, and multiple times in one it says behold the lamb of God. Behold, behold. He letting them know, behold like this him. This that guy I was talking about. You know what I'm saying? And he gave his testimony earlier uh, in one about how he was telling his disciples, he was like, the sky opened up and and um, the the spirit of the Lord descended upon him like a dove. And this and and um, it says that it said uh, that God said, this is he who is baptizing in the Holy Spirit. You know, you know, John was like, yeah, woo, I was right. I told you. all I, I told you. He was he's like, I told you. I told you. I, I told you. He like telling everybody, I told you this is what I said. And it's been done. So he like, he's sitting back now. He like, my, my joy's been fulfilled. I don't got nothing to worry about now. My purpose has been, my purpose has been fulfilled. So he's rejoicing in the fact that he did what he's supposed to do. 
um, um, what sticks out to me is 23. Uh, now John also was baptizing in Anon near Salim because there was so there was much water there, and they came and were baptized. For John had not yet been thrown into prison. So that right there tells us John will be thrown into prison, but just not yet. So keep in mind about that. So we know that that just told us John the Baptist will be going to prison, but just not yet. What else, Lord? What's the God to you? Anything. Oh, I forgot to bring that up. Go ahead. If you don't got none, it's okay. You know what I mean? Worm, what's the God to you, man? Uh, verse 30, he must become greater, I must become less. It's like the message of humility. Yeah. Like, anytime people ask about our lives, like, sometimes we could, like, um, I don't like just go to like what we do, but like we just promote the father first and like let go of what we do. Yeah. And kind of become less humble and like let our name be forgotten and just like It says in scripture that we um we don't boast in ourselves but we boast in Christ. So that's who we boast about. Not, oh man, I did this, I did that. Look what God did. Look my friend my friend wanted to get a like the Christ, you know what I'm saying? I love Jesus. Let me, let me, you know what I'm saying, let me share the gospel with you. Let me share the good news. You know, we're supposed to boast. We're supposed to be bragged. We're supposed to be braggadocious. We're supposed to be boastful about God and the things of God, not ourselves. And um, I wanted to bring that up. I'm glad you brought that up. He must increase, but I must decrease. That means in order for us to be more with Christ, in order to be more aligned with Christ, we have to be less of ourselves and more like him. How do we become more of him? We fast. We pray. We intercede for our family and friends who are not saved. We um, we pray, we bless our enemies, um, and our enemies are anybody who doesn't believe in God, anybody who wants to wants to attack the kingdom of God. We bless them because God told us to bless them. The Lord said, "Bless your enemies." The word says, "Vengeance is mine; I will repay." So, if we get, if somebody has the audacity to attack us, God will repay them. We don't have to. We don't have to give revenge. We don't have to do nothing. We bless them. God, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. That type of stuff. So, um, and uh, did you bring up how we we um we only know what's on the earth? We only know what's on the earth. It says he uh he who comes from above is above all. He who is in the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. So we just speak in, we speak, we speak in earth. Now we, as believers, we know deeper than just the earth because God has given us revelations, given us impressions, and given us his word. So we know deeper than just the earth. However, you know, we have a limited, we have limited capacity. You know what I'm saying? As God continues to show us new things and give us more understanding, you know, we thank him and we have deeper understanding, but our, our mind is limited. You know what I'm saying? Our vessel is limited. Um, but it says, he who comes from above is above all. Anybody got any questions, comments, anything else to add before we close? Um, if you came late, the recording is going to be dropped in the group chat. Um, announcements. Bible study will be next Thursday at 6. So keep that in mind. Um, location will be announced soon, probably in Craig Hall. Craig Hall is near the GCB. So be on the lookout for that. If you get lost, Holla at me. I'll tell you where we at. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're going to have a prayer night. Friday. 
bring blankets. If you got a towel, bring a towel, one or the other. Um, it's going to be at 6. Y'all know where the Aggie 4 statue is at? It's going to be over there. So we're going to have a prayer night. This Friday or next Friday? Next Friday. Next Friday, prayer night. Next Thursday, Bible study. So it's back to back. Invite your friends. Invite those who you think you need some prayer. You know what I'm saying? You see the shirt. Y'all need Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Whoever you think need Jesus, bring them out. You know what I'm saying? So promote that. Um, our outreach team is working on flies. So look out for that. It's going to be in the group chat. And it's going to be on the gram. And it's going to be sent to your email. If we don't got your email, send it in the group chat. All right? You close us out in prayer. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to meet and gather in your name, O oh Lord Jesus. Your word says that where two or more are gathered, you'll be in the midst of us. So we thank you, Lord, that you have come and that you are here, Lord Jesus. And we ask, O oh Lord, that the word that has gone forth will, pen will penetrate our hearts, O oh Lord Jesus, will penetrate our minds and will shake us to the core, O oh Lord, shaking us in a direction that you desire for us to be in, O oh Lord Jesus, shaking us in a way that will cause us to go toward you, to go toward your life, O oh Lord Jesus, to seek you as our light and our salvation, of whom we shall fear, O oh Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, that as we step out these doors, we will continue to go forward and share the things that we learn, share the things that we know and we receive because of the love that we have, not only for, for you, not only for one another, but for the people out there who need you, O oh Lord Jesus. So we just thank you, Lord, that your word will continue to triumph in our lives, even even as we leave this place, and it's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, before you leave, um, pass this around. Put your name.